Hello and welcome to another edition of the Capiche Filmcast. Stephen Barry here for another thrilling, tantalising episode of the Bond Daft Project. Ranking Bond continues. We are now going to be talking about the best stunt sequences. Best stunts in the franchise. Joined remotely to do this, my Bond aficionados, Francis Murphy. Yo, yo, yo. Steve McCall. Very good after. It's afternoon, is it? Is it? Oh, it's only after. Sorry, it's so dark out there. Yeah, so I don't know what if time or wrong, what it is. We'll just need to restart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, that's starting it. Uh, very, right. I'd better write one shot. A <laughs> uh, very good one afternoon to you all. <laughs> <laughs> and take three, go. A uh, very good afternoon to you all. And good afternoon, Steve and Gordon Webster. Good morning, Mr. Barry. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Broke me off here. What the hell? Uh, yep. Ranking Bond, guys, here again. You must be sick of talking about Bond now at this point. Uh, we are here to talk about the fight sequences. If I'd put more effort in, I would have came up with a script that described how you all entered your rooms and it was through parachute and all these kind of things. But uh, yeah, too lazy. I'm just throwing it out there now. That's, that's what I could have done. But uh, yeah, so Bond, obviously history of some of the best stunt work practical effects in the film you know film history and we are here to talk about some of our favorites this will be again a similar structure to the last few episodes where we just talk just to discuss our kind of number one and a few other favorites that come to mind and maybe then also go into probably ones that we'd maybe feel didn't work quite as well we'll see i don't know if there is to be honest maybe there isn't uh, i think some of the stunts they've all been fantastic but i'm sure we'll be able to find some that don't quite work as well starting this one fran murphy what's your favorite um let me just get this list up yeah he wasn't prepared uh, okay so we're talking, we're talking stunts just to be sure yeah but the right stuff okay <laughs> good to know you're listening um yeah um <laughs> Yeah, I was getting I was getting messages there, and I was looking at them. Um, right, hang on, my phone's hitting me in the arm. Okay, so first of all, um, I like the the parkour mm. uh, in Casino Royale. Yeah, which I think it's just great. I mean, I've always been quite interested by that. Like, I, I sometimes watch videos of people doing it, you know, and you often look at it and you think, you know, these guys should be working for the army or something, or working for spy agencies with the abilities they've got being able to jump around like that um i like the fact that you got to see bond showing some of those skills there as well because obviously the other guy was the guy who was really good at it you know Mm -hmm. the villain he was sort of more um that was one of his skills i guess you know the crane jump when he jumped from one crane to the other is probably one of the best stunts i think i've seen that is incredible yeah, and then jumps and it, to a house after that. Like it's like it's a twofold stunt. Uh-huh. He does two jumps in the same action sequence. Well, that's the thing. I mean, it really is a, a, a sequence where all you need is is a setting with you know just a just like a, a place and people. Like you don't need all this elaborate sh- shit going on. Like you've got a crane. You've got you know if you get people that have got the right skills, the right abilities you know it it makes it terrifying Mm -hmm. for the person watching i think because most people are pretty scared of heights it's a fairly common fear like get up really high like it can be difficult you know especially if you've got like on a crane there's not a lot of room 
you know you could fall down so easily and that's game over for you so uh, for that for those reasons i really love that um i think quantum of solace actually has um the bit where they're escaping from the plane do you remember that bit so they basically they get out of it just just in time that plane that was probably one of the more exciting bits in that film well, that film was a very stunt-heavy film, wasn't it? It was quite an action-packed film. It was a brisk affair, if I remember. I've only seen this film once, so I need to revisit it for some of these ranking episodes. Um, yeah. But I remember I mean, being quite impressed by some of the, the action stuff in it. It's funny, actually, watching Quantum of Solace because you forget that film. Yeah. Like, you forget how good it actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm just go- I'm actually going back to look at the sequence again a little bit there. But yeah, just uh, so you do wonder when you watch films what's CGI and what's real, you know. But I mean, there's def. I mean, I, I, for there to be any involvement of any real people at all in that sequence is incredible. Yeah, you know like, what I mean, they might have done what they did for the crane sequence. I was watching a little about that, and they only used CG to cut out the safety harnesses that were kind of there to obviously for the, for the performers to to guarantee some sort of safety but i mean it's still an incredibly dangerous stunt no question about it um but that's where cg was used that's literally it oh steve didn't really like that point <laughs> sorry but i have no idea what happened i lost the call so uh apologies for that sorry my toy uh but yeah i mean i think the stunt bit really comes in towards the end like when they're falling through the air and you know, do you know what I mean? They're about to hit the ground and they just get the parachutes open in the nick of time. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it's clear that that somebody had to do that. Somebody had to be there to do at least some of that. Mm-hmm. And I find that to be quite incredible. You've got the dam jump in Goldeneye. Yep. Which is, it needs no introduction, obviously. I mean, what an astonishing... What a way to start a film. Uh-huh. I mean, it's got to be... I'm just reading here, actually... Um, some notes I'd put down. So there was a a, mo- a Sky Movies poll of like it was two thousand and two. It was voted the best movie stunt of all time. So I mean that's quite a obviously quite well regarded. But I think what's quite important about some of these older ones is that you know that CGI wasn't really used mm-hmm. back then. Do you know what I mean? Not not to the extent that it is now. And I think that's a big part of it is is the fact that you're watching something. You're thinking somebody really did that. Yeah. So they actually did that. You know? Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. And that one, um, um, I remember commenting at the time that the skill for the guy, he had only a few seconds after the sort of, after he'd done the main jump and he's kind of having to then transition into the Bond character. He's not just a stuntman doing a jump. He's actually then got to pull out the gun and smoothly do it before he's out of frame. And they only mm-hmm. had a few seconds from the point the where he was uh and it, it, he was able to pull it off quite casually he didn't drop the gun or do anything stupid or you know which could have easily happened at the speed he's doing it it was quite uh calmly done and my final one is the spy who loved me do you know what i'm gonna say parachute yeah that's the design on it <laughs> <laughs> yeah the classic union jack uh parachute sequence off the cliff uh-huh well i just think you know that's almost like 
again, and I often say this, like if an artificial intelligence was told to create a Bond stunt, <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's what yeah. they'd come up with. Yeah. Be like, that would be all, like, all the boxes ticked. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it's got to have like, a Union Jack on it. It's got to be all, you know, the Bond fanfare coming in at the right moment and all these things, you know? But uh, yeah, it's the, it cuts to, it's quiet, isn't it? For for the brief moment until the, the parachute hits, isn't it? And then the, the music kicks in, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, oh, brilliant, brilliant stunt. And it was, again, the... I don't know if I'd heard this right, but I think they had a couple of cameras on it, but only one of them caught it or something. Uh, it was quite... It was nearly out of frame or something. Or And also, the, they had to time it and do that stunt within a certain frame of time before it was either... The conditions were just not suitable. It was so dangerous. So it had to be done really in one take. And they pulled it off, obviously. Uh, I mean, it's just brilliant isn't it yeah yeah i mean that's what gold and i was trying to emulate that they were going for that that kind of pre-title stunt to you know get everyone going at start from the start yeah and i think doing that in the 70s fantastic no was it 1977 77 that's the year star wars came out wasn't it yeah so yeah yeah aye but that's it i mean I actually found it quite easy to think of things for this. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, I mean, there's never been more of a stunt-heavy franchise than this. I don't think sustained. I mean, it's, and and you know, there's a lot of stuff to pull from in the older films because, and I marvel at older movies because of the things they managed to do. For real, I mean, it's incredible what they managed to do. Stunt men, I think they're kind of like unsung heroes a lot of the time because. Nobody knows who they are. They could be walking down the street. They could be behind you in the queue in the shop. You don't realise that's the guy that actually bloody well did this, this thing that you believe that the actor did. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yep. So there's some some respect from the Capiche film cast to all the stunt men and women out there. Yeah, I mean, and all, all the all the stunt people out there because they could could be anyone or anything really. But if they're doing a stunt, I salute you. Yep. Absolutely, the... risking their lives for a film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, definitely. And this category is probably one of the. This is the way we you know pay tribute to that. That's essentially what this category is for. Okay, Fran, thank you for that. I take it there was no more you wanted to give, or you want to let's see what else everyone else got to say. No, that was that was all of mine. I just wanted to make sure and get that in there about stunt yep. people because you know I just feel I feel a wee bit bad for them sometimes. Like they're not they're not known enough. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Okay, Gordon, what? Uh, what ones you want to talk about? Yeah, well, I, first, the, I agree. If you can actually do a stunt for real. It, your excitement over the spectacle is just tenfold. It's really incredible the kind of things they did. Right up, all the way from Doctor No, right up to the Craig era. It's, it's mind-blowing, especially when you look at some of the behind-the-scenes um Video footage and stuff, and you know the the doubling of the actors and how close they using angles to obviously like the classic example. Yeah, I'd agree about the the golden eye dam jump, uh, the way it was shot and just done in one take, absolutely outrageous. And then the like, yeah, agree, one of the best of all time. The 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 ski jump, the star spy who loved me, just it's just mind blowing. Yeah, other great examples that now. You can say what you want about the slide whistle, but the spiral jump of the car and the man with the golden gun, I don't think that completely takes away. And actually, I'm kind of disagreeing with myself to an extent because I know I was critical of the, the sound effect of that and when we did the podcast, but 
even with that, that is a, an incredible stunt, done for real, done one take. Uh, using actually using sort of early computers to work out the angles and the the fact just the the alignment of the car to to drive a car from one side of a uh like a broken bridge to another right across water and to land perfectly upright and the way it was shot was incredible so yeah i mean they shouldn't they shouldn't maybe have have had that weird sound effect but even with that can't take away what an incredible sound that's definitely up there the crocodile jump, live and let die, again done for real by the the crocodile farm owner Ross Kananga, and it's even even more great when you actually see the behind the scenes footage of what the first or second take where he actually almost gets bitten by one of the crocodiles. So and then you know shot in a way that you just see his legs, so it looks like Bond. You know, incredible for nineteen seventies technology and and camera work. The Although maybe not as big as like a spectacle scale, um, some of the briefer things when you see like involving cable cars and Honor Majesty's Secret Service and, and Moonraker, where the I mentioned before about Richard Green, the stuntman from a distance posing as Bond, literally was hanging on off a cable car thousands of feet in the air by one arm and holding on and still doing it, even though he didn't have the safety harness on. Similar thing in Honor Majesty's Secret Service, same stuntman. He has a safety harness, but the he was actually again hundreds, if not thousands, of feet above the 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 ground and the top of that mountain in Switzerland, freezing cold, just out in the open. You know, again, what you see on the screen is what you get. That was what was so incredible about these films. You know that you know nineteen sixty nine that the stuff they did it, it was it was amazing. I just uh, and I'd also like on a final note for that. If you've got the DVDs of the, the Bond films, there's one of them, probably one of the, the Moon era ones, has got a documentary in the special edition, which is just really a tribute to the stuntmen and introduce you to each, each one and shows some of their work. Yeah. Another, and another, I'm just going to briefly as well mention Octopussy, um, hanging the guy, the stuntman posing as Bond. Um, Martin I think Grace, it might have been Jay. I th- no, I think in this one, this was the plane with Kamal Khan's oh, right. plane. I think, I think it was maybe Jake Lombard who was a, aerial specialist he actually for real as far as i know he held on to the plane as the plane did a like upside down loop he was holding on to the plane from underneath <laughs> that's insane it's so good it is insane that is incredible incredible stuff that's the thing with octopus you know the film is so cartoonish and silly and things like that but it kind of almost you, you kind of forget some of the incredible stunt work in that film uh obviously uh Martin Grace, I think the Irish stuntman, obviously was seriously injured, hanging onto the train when his hip hit the the post that they hadn't accounted for. Very dangerous, uh, but he recovered and you know continued working as well, which is incredible strength of character of a stuntman. Steve, yeah, I'm glad most of mine have got the the recognition they deserve. Um, I mean, I still maintain that car jump from Man of the Golden Gun is one of the best stunts in movies of all time, and the way that they used science and not CGI, absolutely yeah. well worth best in the franchise. Uh, the only one I think I'm going to add that I don't think has been mentioned yet is the uh, cable car in Rio from Moonraker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, which again is that the one with the story of the director saying yeah. uh, action too early mm-hmm. and the guy didn't have his harness on but he did it anyway yeah it scares me just thinking about it 
That's yeah. terrifying. It's petrifying, but I, I, I love. I mean, we've told it two or three times in the podcast, and I love it every time because it's, it's such a great. It's almost comedic, but it's also so ridiculously impressive. And exactly what we were saying about how uh, incredible stunts people are, and how they, um, they effectively risk their lives to give us a couple of hours of entertainment with some popcorn. Yeah. Um, but that particular one, the location in particular is brilliant. I love how you can see. I mean, that whole. Um, that sort of vista panorama of Rio from um, Sugarloaf Mountain and the cable car looks incredible, which helps particularly. And it's just, it's so edge of the seat, nail biting, hanging off, knowing that that's, you know, hundreds of meters in the air or hundreds of feet in the air or whatever. Um, it's, I just, I think it's it's fantastic. It's absolutely, it's one of the few I haven't mentioned yet and it's it's one of the best. It's the, the tension yeah. I think you get from that scene. It's properly edge of the seat nail biting it's you don't know what's going to happen who's going to live who's going to die and that's what you want from a stunt you really want to to have your sort of jaw on the floor um and that one is set up start to finish particularly well and that's another one i think if my memory serves correctly where the music cuts out to try and kind of give the the kind of tension of the scene of the wind and things like that as the cable cars are swaying with jaws and bond and yeah, I and, think so. Yeah, I'm sure, I think it, it, for some of the scenes certainly it is, and that's in my, my head what it's like, as well as having known that story behind the scene adds so much more tension to it as well as a, as a watcher as well. Uh, yeah, fantastic. Good choice, Steve. Um, for me, there's, yeah, most of these, most of mine have been covered in some form. Um, so, yeah, I won't repeat them. Some of the other ones that I do really enjoy are some of the skiing ones. I think Willie Bogner. I think joined the sort of stunt team or, or over a few films anyway. Uh, backwards skiing and on on Her Majesty's Secret Service. I think it was that one. Was that the one first one he backwards? That was his kind of trademark. That was thing. his first. Yeah. yeah, he did. He was involved in a few. I mean, he was a real pioneering guy. It yeah. was a, this thing he specialised in. I think was skiing down a treacherous mountain backwards and filming it like <laughs> holding, holding a video camera yeah. between his legs that is insane like these people like, how you even think that okay yeah I'll do that let's try that uh, is incredible but so effective because the scene the shots he got because he was able to do that uh, you can't imagine if MD in 1969 was you know was there any competition for that fantastic so I really enjoy that and he was obviously used a, a few times I think probably for the spy who loved me and then again for for your eyes only, uh, when they kind of revisited the sort of uh, skiing and and think the sort of snow setting, which although formulaic felt like we'd seen it a bit before, you can't deny that some of those stunts were incredible. Yeah, uh, obviously we've kind of covered Martin Grace from Octopussy. Uh, it was one of the ones I I wanted to to give a shout out to, and I'm glad Goldeneye's been covered because I don't have to to mention the uh, the parachute jump. The this the the female st- stunt woman for Xenia had a, a interesting stunt, which she obviously abseiled from the helicopter, which I think kind of goes, kind of doesn't get the same kind of, you know, a praise or whatever as, as the the bungee jump scene takes it really, doesn't it? But that's quite a cool sequence uh, where she's got to yeah. do it, and I think they had to do it, if I'm remembering correctly, a number of times, and um, it was actually quite. It was quite a phys- very physical, quite a you know hard thing to do, and, and sort of do it with her legs stuck out the way that Xenia does it. But again, it adds to the the character. It looks cool as hell. Um, so that's a kind of shout out to that. Talking yeah. of Xenia, I'm sure I read that she broke a rib 
doing one of the stunts in that film, and it was where I think she told uh, Pierce Brosnan to throw her against the wall. Was it the, the sauna or something? She was. I think oh, she said, right, yeah. throw me up against the wall as hard as you can." And Pierce Brosnan didn't want to do it, and she was like, "No, no, come on, just just do it. Honestly, I'll be fine. Just throw me against this wall as hard as you can." So he did, and she broke a rib. Oh wow! But I, I think carried I, on straight away. Yeah, I feel like I actually do remember that. I think they had some sort of padding on the wall as well to try and cushion it, but again, obviously, yeah. it didn't still wasn't That's enough. What, I think that was sort of thing. She's like, "Oh, the, the walls are padded. It's fine. You'll be yeah. fine." And then it was he went overboard, and I mean, absolute fair play to her. Yeah, she um, didn't show I, it I just, at all. Yeah, I love that story. I mean, she she did some insane stuff in that film. Just mm-hmm. she was properly badass. I loved her. I think she's one of my f- the favorite my favorite thing about that film. And also talking about actors doing stunts as well. You know, some of that's the thing with the franchise that there has been occasions when the actors have done it. Connery we mentioned in the fight sequences, he kind of did some of that and uh, Lazenby. But I think my favorite is Dalton in Living Daylights. The beginning, you know, a stuntman didn't want to do it. You know, clinging onto the jeep as it careens down the, the the really narrow road on the mountain cliffside or whatever. So he does it. I mean, that's incredible, and it showed you the kind of the grit that he has. Uh, I, I, he did a similar thing in License to Kill as well. Steve, he was insistent that he wanted to in the pre-title sequence hanging from the helicopter when they're when him and Felix are going after Sanchez. Yeah, yeah. Not not when it's really high up, but when it's kind of fairly low off the ground. That was Dalton, man. Yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah, this is way before the Tom Cruise era of doing all these crazy stunts. So, let's face it, he's. I think he's going to end up doing you know stunts in space if they get there. You know, but yeah, Dalton really. You know that was the 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 physical side of him really helped. Uh, you know, convince you that Bond was more serious, was more brutal, and it really helped those films. So, a nod to that certainly. Uh, yeah, I think that's and uh, another one for me is uh, Wei Lin. I know this is more fight sequence now, actually, but um, doing the uh, the fight sequence, the martial arts. Obviously, that's her. She came from a martial arts background. Uh, yeah, I really, really like that just because. Again, it was a Bond girl character doing, you know, her own thing, and Bond wasn't even there at the time, and it was kind of taken away from from Bond. So that was quite cool. Is there any fight, uh, stunts we feel? It's a weird one because I don't really know. It's a. Do, it's, it's mostly maybe how they're using the film. Is there any we feel are weak stunts? I was going to say work maybe. Yeah, because I mean, obviously, every stunt I think deserves credit because it involves the manpower in the setup, and it's often dangerous. And that, I mean, that almost makes it worse if a stunt, if the makers go to the effort of pulling off a stunt, and you watch and go, that was pointless and unnecessary. And I mean, the one that springs to mind, obviously, is the massive twenty-minute-long J.W. Pepper boat chase mm. from *Live and Let Die*. There was a lot of, I mean, the, the stunt work that went into that. It was Bond on a speedboat, effectively crashing through things. The amount of um, I mean, sort of, I don't know what the, the setup and the stuff involved with for it was, but it it was particularly sort of stunt-laden, and at the same time, utterly pointless. And after about five minutes of it, you kind of sit there going, just stop, just get on with it. Um, and it's, I, th- I find that particularly annoying, because it will have required a lot of setup and probably stunts of people and uh, props. And not so much explosions, but crashes particularly, because he crashes through buildings and 
Yeah, um, there was quite a lot of... Did Moore hurt himself doing one? Or was it one of the, the stuntmen hurt himself or something? There was a lot of... They had a tough time filming a lot of that as well, with it can, crashing off into the, the tree near the wedding and things like that, I think I remember. Yeah. I yeah. think... I, I do... Yeah, there was... There was uh, I think bits of that probably did go wrong. And if it's all for... Not necessarily nothing, but for that... It's just, oh, I just found that particularly yeah. frustrating when you, you waste um, the efforts of talented and trained stunt people on stuff like that. It's a so shame. Well, if we define, yeah. on you go, Steve. No, I was going to say, it's funny because I was talking to my uncle, he'd, he'd listened to 11 Let Die one, and obviously he said that's his favourite. And it, it just shows you that the way that humour maybe has changed or something, I don't know, the audience expectation has changed, but he said that was hilarious at the time, you know, and then he loved it. He still finds it funny because of that sort of thing. So it's one of those things where I, I can't tell if it's just us <laughs> or, you know, if the, the, the audience humor has changed. I don't know. But um, yeah, it, it was, it was still elongated. They did not need to be as long as that. And I don't, I, it doesn't work for me at all. Sorry, Gordon, I'll let you finish. Well, I was just going to say, if we take a stunt as being a real stunt and something that was done for real, you can't really say any of them are bad, I don't think. But if we take if we talk about like a pretend stunt, we talk about something CGI. I would say my least favorite. And guess what film I'm going to mention? Oh God, yeah, yeah. Two thousand two's Die Another Day, <laughs> um, which would be. I think I don't know if I if I have more of a problem with the the kite surf, or if I have more of a problem with Jinx's backflip off the cliff from. Oh, like a thousand feet off the ground. I forgot. About it just that. looks so fake and so bad. Both of them do, uh, and the fact that they play the Bond theme over the and bro, you, do you know the whole thing about Brosnan? I mentioned this to Andy, my brother, last night. I think in reflection as well. Maybe this is just me, but see when I look at Pierce's face through a lot. Of the, I mean, he carries himself off quite well. He really tries in that film, man. But when I look at his face, some of the time I get the impression it's like he knows it's going to be bad. He's trying, but he's got that sort of, like, a look in his eye. It's like he feels kind of embarrassed. I think especially, see if you look at the cover of the DVD that I've got, It's I think this is the main classic one, the him and Halle Berry with uh, pointing guns in there. There's, a, there's kind of a look in, in Brosnan's face as though he, he knows it's it's not what he wants to do, but he's going along with it. Yeah, maybe. I had never thought of it that way. You can never tell with an actor because they're always so gracious, especially Pierce Brosnan being such a nice guy. He's always got such nice things to say, but he doesn't really talk negative about anything. And the Bond franchise, he clearly loved. But uh, yeah, it's hard to tell what ones he didn't like and things like that, you know. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I'm with you on that. The the To me, it's the, uh, the windsurfing, was it? Was that what they were doing? The... In that, uh, he's okay. kind of. I think it, it's like an impromptu move using the. I think it's using the parachute from Graves's hydroplane thing. He. It's kind. Of, <laughs> see, to give it like a kind of minor compliment would be that the fact that he kind of creates his own, um, his own sort of like surfing machine there. But I think he uses the, the. It, so he, it, it, there just happens to be a a parachute inside the hydroplane, which I don't know if it's like Graves' little emergency kit and he's about to fall off the cliff and Bond can't use it. So the wind's just in the right direction. You know, the seas, not even the sea, like the the Arctic lake or whatever it is, is like, 
it's I mean it looks see if you look at the way the wave the, the extremely fake waves are undulating. It's like that's too much for any any grown man to be able to handle. I mean he's he's not gonna be able to just glide over them. It's just it's pathetic. It's yeah. It doesn't belong in a, in a bond. I think you could have cut out that whole, um, the whole sequence from Bond getting that, getting in the hydroplane right up till he goes, and he goes all the way back to the ice palace. You'd think he'd want to escape the ice palace. It's like, oh, I could get in my car and drive away, but no, I'll, I think I'll use Graves' hydroplane instead. Never mind the invisible car. Before we forget, I kind of feel like, I don't know if we talked about in, in the best stunt sequences, the start of Moonraker, or as much as the ending of it ruined by the comedy nature, but the actual, fighting outside the plane and skydiving section with Jaws was kind of awesome. Yeah, the, uh, I mean, again, done for real, yeah, wasn't it? Like, I think that's, you know, fantastic stunt work and one of the strengths of that film. But where it always goes wrong with that was the uh, comedy element added to it. But still, the stunt was fantastic. Similar in Tomorrow Never Dies as well, uh, when he jumps out the plane. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, is there any other ones that are bad, Fran? In terms of bad, bad stunts? Yeah, is there anything you can think of that uh, um, work, didn't work for you? Uh, well, I don't know. Like, I mean, obviously, I mean, really, I think Gordon was on about Die Another Day, wasn't he? Yeah, it's pretty much. I mean, the, it's, that's kind of. Like three different sections that are you could point at. It's, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Um, I mean, I would say for me, most of the things I didn't like stunt-wise would be localised into that film. But then again, a lot of the things I don't like about Bond were on display in that movie. Do you know what I mean? Um, there's nothing else that jumps out to me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of struggling myself, really, now. Um... I mean, it's not... It's it's a, it, What it says, actually, it says a good thing about the Bond franchise. Yeah. Because if you're struggling to find bad things in a particular area, it means that that's a strength. Well... Uh, I think... You know, I think stunts are a strength of the Bond franchise. What I'll say is, it's a shame that it's just how it was done. It was early days, but the actual jetpack scene is a kind of cool stunt, but it's kind of not really... It's kind of comes... You laugh at it because it's so comical. Um, And it's partly to do with the editing and the sort of backward projection and the kind of style. Sound effects, maybe. Yeah, maybe. So there's an element of the stunt is great, but how it is in the film, the actual effect of it is unfortunately not fully realised because maybe at the time it was just cool, but now it's just kind of laughable. And we did all laugh at that uh, when that first appeared in that that start of Thunderball. Okay, okay, guys, uh, we have fully covered, I'd say, stunts as a fantastic array over the franchise. Uh, too much to cover, but I think we covered some of our favourites, some of the best. And uh, yeah, uh, go and, if you're listening to this, check out Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, check the website, capiche.online, and there's loads of other content there for you if you're a Bond fan, and we will be back for more Ranking Bond. Thanks for joining me, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye.